So, Robin, how's the book going? <laughs> how's your book going, Lucy? It's going, I guess. <laughs> Is it going? Uh, I've been writing. Hey, that's good. That's good, actually. Yeah, that's good something. to hear. This is right for me, right for you, and we're definitely going to write a book this year. bad Lucy because my book is going really well but I think my book is going really well right now I, I, I love it I feel bad because my book is going well <laughs> and I just mean like oh I know that you're like in I don't know you're about to go into dead week before your finals mm -hmm. and it's pretty much a horrible time to try to think about a novel project but I'm similarly at the very very end of edits mm. for my graphic novel and I 100% should not be working on my novel <laughs> but it takes a different part of my brain yeah like the part of my brain that's doing those edits like is really really focused on visual communication and like this this end part right mm -hmm. and the other part of my brain that is like I would like to play with language and write too many words and like yeah like that other part of my brain Mm -hmm. um is is enjoying spending some time getting exercised as well yeah but maybe just maybe i am i don't know taking an hour that probably could be spent rereading the graphic novel or thinking about it and putting that off and <laughs> working on something else a little bit maybe that's not what's happening like i'm not working on the novel very much like maybe half an hour to an hour hmm. at a time yeah i think i don't know i think it's really actually important to take a break from the thing you're working on um especially the thing that you're working on with a deadline like you kind of because you have a deadline you're not going to necessarily have infinite time to then go back and edit it so it's sort of important to like force some of that distance so you can come back fresh you know it's true I really had a lot of problems with, like, I was given a few edits that I was like, wow, I literally cannot figure out how to fix this. Mm -hmm. And nothing like working on something else for a while mm -hmm. to position me in a more, like, as you said, fresh way. Like, I got a little bit of distance. I got a little bit of a, I don't know, just, like, new perspective, which yeah. is really, really important. Especially here at the end where it's all about bringing it together. Mm -hmm. Like, Having to exercise my brain, as I was saying, to do storytelling things with new material, maybe even is freeing up my brain, like helping me get off of the like pattern, the rut that I have been in with this other project, which like the writing is all done. Like the comic exists. It's just it's time to do every last little tweak, every little nudge. Like, let's make sure that every word is the word I want and that like parallel structure is happening. <laughs> and that, that we're always in the right tense. Like those things that can kind of fall by the wayside when you're banging out dialogue just to try to get it to fit into a speech bubble mm. which needs to fit in a panel so that it is guiding your eye around the page <laughs> properly when you're like well i also need to make sure i didn't literally misspell a word 
in InDesign, which is not, I don't know, maybe yeah. InDesign has spell check, but I don't have it turned on. So Yeah, I feel like it does, but I don't think it's as robust as like Word or Grammarly or Yeah, and that's fine. (laughs) Like, I have editors and they're very good at noticing when I just, like, dyslexia type a word inside out, which I do (laughs) a lot. I just, like, all of those letters are the proper letters, but they are in a random order. Mm. That happens a lot for me. Yeah, I think that happens. I mean, it doesn't happen as much for me, but I definitely have done that where I'm like, oh, that looked like the word to my brain, but is not actually a word. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad that you're you're getting work done on both things, really. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty magical. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a complete and utter emotional breakdown next week <laughs> when the book is turned in. It's just sort of a thing that always happens for mm. me. We're like, there's all this adrenaline and all this energy and all this brain power being pushed into one thing. And I usually get really close to burned out by the time it's done. And so, like, when it's turned in, there's nothing to sustain that work anymore. It's like, it just, it's just, there's no place for any of it to go. And it just leaves my body and I become a husk (laughs) for a while. And at least, again, in this case, I have this novel that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And I think, I also have um, two picture book manuscripts I'm working on. And yeah, no, really exciting. I'm like, okay, that's a lot of things. And I have some client work and, like, I have a lot of work to do. That doesn't mean I'm not going to have an entire emotional breakdown <laughs> next week. So just, like, be prepared. Um, boy, I'm going to be a big old mess. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I, probably going to take some time off to do, like, some relaxing fun stuff, mm. but I'm probably going to cry a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's probably a pretty common experience among writers, um, where, like, you kind of have these periods of furious activity and then you kind of just crash um, for a while and like this is is this the last round of edits like is this you gonna be done yeah okay this should be like the end of the book and we say last round of edits but it is totally possible that once they're doing book layout stuff i mean I, i'm doing a lot of the layout for this mm-hmm. book too but they're still they're going to thank goodness an experienced art director is going to get his hands all over it. And it's very likely that at some point somebody's going to be like, oh, you need to move this panel or like, mm. oh, you know, we figured that maybe we should change the language on this or something. Like, it's not impossible that there will be edits after this. Okay. But but according to my deadline says final art due June 1st. <laughs> so you- by the time this podcast is up, um, <laughs> this is old news. Yeah, <laughs> my yeah. book will be done. Um, do you get proofs? I, I've never been yes. on your end, so. I do. Oh. Um, I don't know when I'm going to see a proof of this book. Mm. Probably not for months. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I will get proofs. I've already gotten proofs um, in the very beginning, maybe two months in. I did a color test. Oh, and cool. got to see and and they just when they were doing proofs for like just like color test prints hmm. um for other people's books they just threw a whole bunch of pages in so i actually have a couple like they were just trying out different paper stocks yeah i have a couple of those in my office right now which is very cool that's exciting and very useful because you can't always do that and that's good to know early on I, i'm sure yeah <laughs> i adjusted the colors to just like be a little less saturated mm. and a little lighter mm. Because everything was printing so dark Mm -hmm. that when the colors are too close to what the black ink looks like, you can't see anything, turns out. (laughs) (laughs) But but of course, when you're working digitally, there's a bright light shining in your eyes when you're working. So Mm -hmm. it's easy to just push everything way darker than will print properly. Mm. So Interesting. 
And this has kind of light outlines, like they're kind of graphite-y and mm. a little messy. So I, I don't get these really, really solid blacks. So mm. I do have to pull, like everything has to be pulled up just a little lighter in order to look like anything. Yeah, like you need that extra contrast since there's not yes. like, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So like the process, like it will be an entire year before this book comes out and there will be lots more work for me to do on it. The cover isn't quite done and there's a lot of promo stuff I want to do, but oh my goodness, the part where I get to have like the part where I am writing and drawing things that are in the interior art of the actual story, that part is coming to a close incredibly soon. <laughs> Are you looking forward to being done with finals and getting to actually write oh, for so like much. hours of every day? <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm probably going to be just as busy because, I mean, this whole experience of, you know, remote term, you know, quarantine life has um, been hard, but it has shown me that I could actually survive working from home where I thought I couldn't from like times in the past when I'd been unemployed and stuff. Like it felt like I would probably go crazy if I was having to do all of my work out of my home, but I was kind of just thinking earlier that this has kind of proven that I, I could actually sustain this. Like, I can actually oh, awesome. get myself up at 7.30 every morning and still do work and, like, you know, have a decent morning and then, like, be done with work at an early enough time that I can go for a walk. And, like, it helps that now it's nice out here in Oregon in late May. It is, <laughs> it's, you know, we, we're not done with the rain but we're having some pretty summer-like days and that is um helping me like have places to go in the evening because after my night class i can actually like it's still light out and i can go for a walk and stuff and, and so that's helping my mind be a little happier i'm such a vampire because <laughs> for me it's the opposite where i'm like oh no it's bright out so it's really it wakes me up before my normal wake-up time of 10 30 a.m <laughs> But then we take walks late at night anyway. Well, like, we take like, walks in the dark. You have, like, sun sensitivity, so that makes sense. I do. I actually have, like, man, I'm really <laughs> sounding like a vampire. <laughs> like, I joked, but I'm like, oh, no, I actually am a little allergic to the sun. <laughs> so, yeah, this, mm. it would make sense that we'd have opposite feelings. And, I mean, I'm very much a Pacific Northwest baby. Like, I like me some rain and some gloom and some delightful yeah, cozy no, but I cloudy days <laughs> i understand though that like not having light in the evening makes it really hard to want to take a walk by yourself yeah so. so i mean i'm talking about how great my writing is going and like i'm super excited it really is flowing right now it's wonderful mm. it was not flowing um last week when we were doing our little um a writing evening yeah. with everybody. Oh, I was going to mention that. Yeah, we <laughs> we had our first write-in on Twitter where we all did the writing sprints and stuff. It was fun. And it was great, except that I totally fell apart. And I believe I spent the whole time complaining at Lucy <laughs> about how I was realizing that I was caught in a trap. Mm. And mm. it is a trap I've been in many times before. And it's kind of a perfectionist trap. But I realized that I like, I have rewritten the first part of this book multiple times. Mm. And this, this rewrite, I have it pretty sparkly. Like the first part, it's different. It's not exactly the same words I've rewritten. Like it's, it, things happen a little differently. But it was like snappy. Mm. I am proud of it. <laughs> I think it reads well. But now I'm in uncharted territory, and it is a sloppy slop pile. And 
I also am being really conscientious, as everyone listening to this has figured out, about my word count and maybe even freaking out about my word count way more than I should be for a first draft. (laughs) Because part of my brain is like, but this isn't a first draft. This is your whatever, you know, fifth draft or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's the first draft of this version and I need to just accept that. So I was complaining to Lucy. I was like, oh, I don't want to write a bunch of stuff I have to delete later. I don't want to write a bad version. I want this to be fun for like anybody who's going to be doing, who's going to be reading it Mm -hmm. in its unfinished state, which, you know, a couple privileged friends do this. (laughs) Privileged, mm, or maybe extremely inconvenienced. Very (laughs) kind friends. Very kind friends will do this for me. Because writing, reading something that's a work in progress is definitely its own like that's probably a good topic for next time for us to talk about yeah, like that would be good we can talk issues so with, much about yeah. work in progress like beta reading and and all that yeah how much critique is helpful for whom and whatever but for now let's just say i do have people who are reading it and i want them to read something that doesn't suck <laughs> but i also sometimes have to write something that sucks lucy and mm-hmm. i hate it mm-hmm. and that was what you told me <laughs> yeah basically like so i've been in not a not a insignificant number of writing classes and one thing i have noticed between the people i've known and and like writers i've i've encountered in the wild as an editor and publishing person um like there is a big difference between people who are published and not and the main thing is just that they were able to finish a book like it's not necessarily that they're better writers than the unpublished people but it's that they were able to finish their draft and then move on to subsequent drafts. Whereas some people get stuck in this perpetual rewriting of the first third of your book thing. Yes. <laughs> I know nothing about yeah, this. I mean, we've all done it. Like it's, it's not that the published writers haven't also done that, but at yes. some point they were able to break <laughs> this that is the thing cycle. Anyone could do. So like, it's fine to want to, you know, kind of perfect what was in the early parts of your book. And sometimes if you're stuck like that, going back and kind of like, fixing something can can solve your problem and move you forward but it's important not to get caught in that because like that beginning of your book like the end is never going to be edited as much as the beginning because i guess unless you write it all in one thing but like you're inherently going to have read the beginning more so the beginning is always going to be more polished especially in like the early drafts so you kind of at some point just have to let the story go and sometimes that means writing a bunch of words that you don't end up ultimately using but that still like taught you more about the characters and about either what you do want to do or what you don't want to do and what doesn't work for these characters like it's not like there's no real wasted writing yeah there are no stakes Mm -hmm. that's a thing that's really hard to remember and especially i mean i have this really weird position where i'm coming from making comics Mm -hmm. and the stakes for making comics are well if you leave a bunch of garbage in in the middle that you then have to draw Mm -hmm. and then you draw it and then you cut it later you might like that's a lot of work for your hand and arm, like physical work mm-hmm. that may be very bad for your tendons. <laughs> it like, and takes many, many hours. And with writing, you know, like, it's not that that isn't labor. It's not that typing doesn't hurt your hands. It's not that writing isn't a huge amount of work because it really, really is. But I think that all of the work that goes into trying to avoid drawing unnecessary things for me. Mm-hmm has maybe turned into a bit of a mm, neurosis about writing unnecessary things. Mm. And it's just way less terrible. Like, like, man, I definitely will redraw things that aren't working and are holding a a composition back. Mm -hmm. 
So the idea that, like, I shouldn't have to redraw or rewrite things, it's like, no, that's not the point. The point isn't to just magically execute it perfectly the first time. It's super great when you can, but it's not necessarily, like, the prerequisite for being good at your job. Mm -hmm. Like, at all. And it's certainly a thing that holding yourself or other people to is feels really unreasonable and really, like, ignorant of how this actually works. You're taking away one of your main tools, which is this whole rewriting thing that you're allowed to do. Yeah. Maybe not infinitely, but <laughs> that you should do, especially when it's about communication. You're also, like, a little bit too close to it. Like, there's definitely been times that I have gone back, changed a thing, kept going, and ended up rechanging it back the way it was, and, like, gotten in a oh. cycle because... Like there, it's like the reason. Like we were talking about how you need to take a step back and take a break to come at it fresh, and it's the reason people have to have editors. Well, not most people need editors. Most people can benefit from editors. I'll say that. Not necessarily need, but it's very hard to edit your own work. You're too close to it. You know what it's trying to say, so you're not going to be able to tell if it's not saying that because, of course, it's saying that to you. You wrote it. <laughs> so yeah, and I mean that. That's not to say that you won't you know, be able to edit yourself to some extent. But there's some of this that, like, if you get stuck in that cycle, you will not, e like, there's a point in which it's not even helpful to you anymore. Like, it's not even helping that part of the book because you need to actually move on to it because you might have to change all that anyway once something changes in the end of the book and, like, then you have to go back and rewrite all that stuff you already rewrote. Like, there's a certain time where you just need to, like, f like grab the momentum and go forward. <laughs> Yeah, it's also really easy to wring the life out of something mm -hmm. you're doing if you go over, like, back on it too many times. As you said, like, sometimes you're just way too close yeah. to what you're writing, and you need to, like, keep keep moving forward. Like, take the next step. Take that step into the abyss where you might write something dumb and bad and terrible that needs to be fixed, but at least it's on the page and can be fixed later, as opposed to just being a whole bunch of jumbled ideas in your head and a bunch of expectations that you can't deliver on. Yeah. And it's it's kind of interesting that we like we bring this up now because I'm sort of stuck in this in like a different perspective because the reason I didn't quite answer you very well when you asked about my book is I have <laughs> been writing. I just haven't been writing the book. Like I actually got a lot of writing done during our writing night last Wednesday and um, it was good, but it was on this older project. I think I've mentioned before, but it's an ongoing thing. I just need to get it done. It's not like I'm not trying to finish it before you know, I I'm able to start the new project or anything like that. I just, it's going to keep going in the background, but I got work on it done and I am kind of in a similar spot where I'm a little bit stuck and I don't know if it's that I have gone in like a, a direction doesn't make sense for the story and I need to go back or if it's just that I just need to push through a little bit of a, a writing block and then get to like the more emotional center of what I'm trying to do or whatever. Like I'm a little bit stuck in a different way and some of it might be Kind of a, the, the same problem with the like the exploratory writing we've been talking about, where like I have gotten through the stuff that like I kind of knew where it was going, and I'm getting to the parts of the book that I don't know as much about, and that's a little bit scary. And like I I want to be able to read that part, so I have to write it first, <laughs> but yes. but it's still giving Darn me some trouble. Causality, <laughs> yeah. Linear time. What, what a bummer. <laughs> Yeah, and also if you have any pressure, if you're feeling any pressure, and maybe you're not, Lucy's kind of good at handling pressure, actually. But I know that for me, if I <laughs> if I were in that position where I'm like, oh, I should be working on this other book, but I'm working on the one that's supposed to be the fun one, then there might be a little pressure to just do it right. Mm. 
and not play around. But of course, playing around may be the thing that really has to happen. Yeah, there's definitely a little bit of that. I've also been working on this on and off for so long that I just want it to be done. And not that I don't still have the love of the story, but like part of me just wants to get it done. And that's not the most like inspired way to be writing. And no. <laughs> um, not that it's not a necessary part of writing. But... It, it can help. But... <laughs> but yeah, so it's interesting. I haven't been feeling too much guilt because like it's kind of working well. I'm finishing this one and I haven't been writing the, the new one, the one, the yearbook yet, but I've still been kind of feeling it out in my mind, which is just, I think, the step that my brain needs to be in right now for that to be anything. Yeah, especially right near finals. I think it's great that this is composting in your brain a little bit. Yeah. Like, yes, definitely. Yeah, and I'm still kind of like learning the characters and, and I think I'm with that one, I'm close to being able to start it. I kind of need to have just a like slightly bit more of a feel for what the general character arc is going to be throughout well, character arcs and like the overall plot is is gonna be at least like a direction it's going in, so that I can do just a basic outline, and then I can I feel like I can like start diving into the writing process because I don't need it to be too granularly outlined. I'm like I'm I don't need that detailed, but um, you're loose, Lucy. I'm loose, Lucy. You're loose. Oh God, Lucy Goosey. Yeah, oh, um, I hate that. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm sorry. It's okay. You have a bird with your name, and I have a bird with oh, mine. That's true. It's fine. <laughs> Do you feel like, do you feel more like it's like, oh, I need to sort of figure out some of the facts of that world? Or is it like, oh, I still need to fall in love with them more? Um, hmm. I guess it's a little bit of both. Like, I think I need to fall in love, I guess, with a few of the characters more. But I guess it's more on the fact side where I need to like, I need to have some idea of where they're going, like what I'm pushing them towards. Because um, I kind of am getting a good feel for the characters and yeah, I mean, I probably do just need to, like, bang out some sort of rough outline so that I can, like, have something to go to when I'm stuck as, like, a, you know, what what's the next step I can yeah, work on. Yeah, guideposts. Yeah, guideposts. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good analogy. So I'm pretty close. I'm thinking I'm just going to not stress about it until after my finals are done. And then that's when, like, yes. that's a good time to start the new book. And then in the meantime, I can, you know, kind of consider working on the, the old project, like, just a fun break, especially on our writing nights. Like, it's something to move forward. It's so close. It's like, it's got to have like five chapters left in it or something. Like, it's not very, it's a very long story. So, there's not much left. <laughs> I'm really excited for that. I started reading it last oh. night and it is a delight. Oh, that's exciting. I hope. <laughs> it was really fun to read. I couldn't leave comments because my phone did not think I could leave oh, comments, that's but fine. I'll read it on a thing that is not a phone and then I'll be able to leave comments. That's fine. That's good. It's all it's very helpful to like have someone else reading your work even if they're not giving comments just like I mean, this is kind of why, you know, it's good to have like a writing group sometimes or, or whatever. So you are kind of getting more like inspiration and love of your characters through having other people talk about them and stuff like that. That can be really helpful. Yeah, just knowing that it's coming alive in somebody else's brain. You're like, that's why you're writing. Mm -hmm. You're writing so that something that is alive for you or that and maybe not even alive for you, maybe it is just a pile of feelings and ideas and concepts and facts and like and it needs to be it needs to come out in a form that can, can that can like solidify in some way like maybe that is something where you're trying where this is a way that you process your own thoughts and feelings and experiences yeah but man you're putting it in a book instead of a diary <laughs> so that other people can read it yeah and when other people do read it like 
yeah, it can be really scary to feel seen and to know that like somebody might think of it differently than you're thinking of it. But oh man, that's also really gratifying to know that you have like created something that now is going to become part of somebody else's experience. Like, oh man, <laughs> oh, I'm getting shivers just thinking about how exciting that is. Yeah. Like, oh man, you can, it really is the best. Yeah, you can <laughs> kind of learn a lot from yourself about what you're writing. Like, I before I realized I'm not diagnosed, but I have like some claustrophobia. And um, before I realized that about myself, I'd like given that to a character who I like kind of identify or at least who I like was very comfortable writing from their perspective. And I'd like given them this this claustrophobia tendency. And it wasn't until I was kind of like writing that and then like evaluating some other things. And it wasn't until I had to like crawl under my boyfriend's desk and do something that this sort of came to a head. But um, like that was like a good year or so before I realized that I had any like claustrophobia was like I'd given it to this character because I wanted to like flesh out their like, you know, their fears and and stuff and that was a thing that i found freaky and could write like dramatically about so you can learn a lot (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) yeah no writing it does not matter what you think you are writing you are always writing from your own biases and own perspective Mm -hmm. and that is of course an uncomfortable thing other people are going to see those things and they from the outside may even be able to see it more clearly than you can from the inside that is totally freaky it's also fine (laughs) like that vulnerability seems scary but it's probably not gonna really hurt you (laughs) like at the end of the day it's kind of what we're there for we're reading stuff to see somebody else's perspective we're seeing we're reading things to understand not just the characters but on some level the author's perspective you may not understand them better as a person in any way that matters outside of this very vague parasocial relationship but you are getting some amount of a perspective that is outside of your own head it's pretty magical yeah I think I kind of want to end us out here with a quote from Anne Lamott in her book, Bird by Bird, which is an excellent writing book. If you are into like the craft of writing and reading about that, you should definitely check it out. Um, and she's talking about shitty first drafts. She says, all good writers write them. This is how they end up with good second drafts and terrific third drafts. And I think that's good to just kind of remember that like you have to just accept that some of your writing is not going to be great and some of it's not going to end up in the final version. And that's okay. Absolutely. Okay, Lucy, I'll make you a deal. You write for me, I'll write for you. Deal. Happy writing! Mm